Welcome to the Calvary Chapel South Bay Sermon Podcast. We are a large, multi-ethnic, multi-generational church in Los Angeles, California, and we'd love to have you visit us for a service if you're in the LA area. Visit ccsouthbay.org to learn more about us and to find out service times. If you have any questions, shoot us an email at hello at ccsouthbay.org. Enjoy today's sermon, and we hope to see you at church soon. I had a friend of mine text me and said, I hear there's a party at Calvary Chapel South Bay at Christmas. What a great day it has been. I get to see you twice in a day. That's like my happy day. Merry Christmas, everyone. So excited to be with you all. So thankful that we get to worship in the house of the living God. Um, I loved uh, what was said earlier this morning. Uh, We had worship all the way from Nigeria to Mexico. And... I got a text message from a friend. You're the only one I know that would have a mariachi band at Christmas. (laughs) Wasn't it awesome? (laughs) Some of you were doing a little bit of this in church. I loved it. (laughs) You know what? It's good to be joyful in the house of the Lord. Amen. Amen. Hey, if you have your Bible, would you take a moment and turn with me to Matthew's Gospel, chapter 4. If you need a Bible, there is one in the seat back pocket there in front of you. And if you actually don't have a Bible, you are welcome to take that Bible, okay? Um, So church, listen, as they're taking that Bible, do not be the Bible police. (laughs) This is Christmas. We're generous. And I want to let you know... There are many people over the course of this year that have gone home to be with Jesus. And when their families uh, want to give something to the church, we tell them what we're going to do is we're going to purchase Bibles with this gift. So every time you hear, if you don't have a Bible, you're welcome to take the one in the seat back pocket. We're honoring your family member that followed the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Matthew's Gospel, chapter 4. Go to the Lord with me in prayer. Lord, I'm so thankful for Christmas Eve. A chance for us all to be together as a family. To enjoy in the house of the Lord. To worship and to sing. Father, we give you all glory. We give you honor. And we pray now that as we trust you at your word, that what we read tonight will change our lives and take us into 2024 with a vision, a purpose, and a hope. Lord, I believe this is the beginning of great things because I believe that you desire to seek and to save every soul in L.A. County. And I'm asking you, Lord, let this church take on that initiative for your glory. In Jesus' name we said. There's a few songs that we sing at Christmas that may give us the wrong impression of that first Christmas morning. Even the way that we sing them. So sweet and kind. Listen. Away in a manger. 
no crib for a bed. Don't sing it too fast. The little Lord Jesus laid down his sweet head. The stars in the sky looked down where he lay. The little Lord Jesus asleep. The cattle are... No, 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 stop. (laughs) What baby do you know comes out of the womb and lays their little sweet head and never cries? He lays down his sweet... At that point, you need to go... And at this point where the cattle are low, you need to go, I'm afraid some of these songs give us the wrong impression. It was most likely a cave. And sheep are not great to sleep with. They pee on you. They poop on you. They're nasty little animals. It's amazing that God calls a sheep. What is his perspective of us? And we sing these songs and we forget there was no room for them in the inn. They stepped down low into a cave. There's no light. It's dark. It's damp. And a woman who's probably a teenager is about to give birth for the first time. And there in the darkness of that moment, the light of the world was born. I've often wondered if the only light they had or they could afford was the star that was above them. Did God have that light there for them for a very practical reason? I know you'll go home and many of you have put manger scenes all up. And there's little baby Jesus and little Mary and Joseph and the wise men are kneeling down. They didn't even show up for two years. You got the shepherds, you got the angel over Jesus. It just looks like this serene moment. But if we really want a better picture of what this was, our manger scene needs to look like the underpass at 405 and the 110. (laughs) Because that's where the star would have landed if Jesus was to be born today. No room in the inn. This was a homeless moment for Mary and Joseph and little baby Jesus. But the darkness of this moment, it actually displays the manner of ministry that Jesus would have then and that Jesus would have now. Would you take a look? It's Matthew chapter 4, verse 12. Now, when Jesus heard that John had been put in prison, he departed to Galilee. John, the great John the Baptist... The 
one who was bringing revival to the nation. Hundreds were flocking to the Jordan River to be baptized. This John, he was put into prison. What a dark moment for our faith. For this John, it's John chapter 1, verses 6. There was a man sent from God, speaking of John the Baptist, whose name was John. This man came for a witness, to bear witness of the light, that all through him might believe. He was not that light, but he was sent to bear witness of the light. John was bearing witness of Christ, and the world wanted to silence him. Do you know this has been the goal of the enemy since the creation of the world? Do you realize Satan has been attacking God's purposes and God's people since the creation of the world, since the Garden of Eden? It's just the truth. You think they're trying to silence Christmas? Imagine being put in jail. And in the darkest place of this moment of faith, let me explain, Christians, Christian beliefs, values, goals are under attack. We're living in a post-Christian world. People are abandoning their marriages. People are abandoning clothes. People are, well, it's amazing how, well, certain deviant behaviors have now become normal. There's an increase in lawlessness. Moral relativism, I mean, if what you believe is what you believe, well, I'm not going to say anything about what you believe because your belief has got to be true. Secular humanism? There's been a liberation in everything that is of the flesh. We're living in a post-Christian world. Christ and Christ's followers are under attack and the world is trying to even silence the voice of Christmas. It's John chapter 3, verse 19. Jesus explained it better than I can. And this is the condemnation that light has come into the world. But men, they love darkness rather than light because their deeds were evil. And because people would rather go a dark way, because people would rather go away from God, they want to silence anything that is Christian. But listen, Christian, someone much better than me said, The only thing necessary for the triumph of evil is for good men to do nothing. Take a look at Jesus. He's a good man. Matthew chapter 4, verse 12. Now when Jesus heard that John had been put in prison, he departed to Galilee. At one of the darkest hours of our faith, Jesus took action. In the midst of the darkness of the moment of John the Baptist being put in jail, Jesus rose up to start his ministry as the light of the world. 30 years of obscurity we don't know about. 30 years of silence. But now in the darkest moment of the faith, John the Baptist is in jail. Jesus rises up to start his ministry. He went straight to the darkest area of Israel that the word of God pointed out in Isaiah chapter 9. Now we read in the book of Matthew. Go on with me if you would. Verse 13. And leaving Nazareth, he came and dwelt in Capernaum, which is by the sea, in the region of Zebulun and Naphtali, that it might be fulfilled, which was spoken by Isaiah the prophet, which we read this morning, The land of Zebulun and the land of Naphtali, by the way of the sea beyond the Jordan, in other words, the upper region of Israel, Galilee of the Gentiles, 
those people who sat in darkness have seen a great light. He went to the darkest area of Israel. He went to the Gentile region. I mean, do you realize they were eating bacon? Can you believe it? There was bacon being cooked in the land of Israel right there where the Gentiles live. Why do you think all of those pigs went over the cliff? There's not supposed to be pigs in Israel, but the Gentiles. Oh, we love our bacon. How many of you love bacon? Like you can put bacon on ice cream. Have, have you had the bacon donut? Oh, let me tell you something. God bless you. During this Christmas holiday, do yourself a favor and give yourself a gift. Go to Sidecar Donuts and get the maple bacon donut. Now, when you go, okay? Now, I know hundreds of you are going to go. When you go, tell them about Jesus. Make it an outreach. And if a hundred of us go and tell them about Jesus, someone is bound to get saved over bacon. Now, listen. This was the Gentile region. Every sin imaginable was being committed in this northern region of Israel. It was like Jesus was sent to L.A. Did you hear that? And while in our day, religion is being snugged out of society so that people can sin, in Jesus' day, They developed religion to satisfy any fleshly desire. There was the God of this and the God of that. And you could go and worship at your fleshly God. Oh, they just twisted religion one way or the other. And in the midst of that sinful society, Jesus, it's where Jesus starts his ministry. Because church, there's a truth about the grace of God. Would you take a look at the screen? Don't forget this, church. Moreover, the law entered that the offense might abound. But where sin abounded, grace abounded much more. So that as sin reigned in death, even so grace might reign through righteousness to eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. We've got to be careful. Where sin abounds, grace abounds more. In our world, where right and wrong is becoming more differentiated, where Christian and not is being, becoming more differentiated, as Christians, we've got to be careful to stay away from the attitude of us and them. They're the unbelievers. They're the sinners. Because except for the grace of God... We would be them. Now listen, church. Where sin abounds, grace abounds even more. Jesus didn't look at the land of Naphtali and Zebulun in the place of judgment. No, Jesus, he came to seek and to save the lost. So can I offer to you that Capernaum was not post-Jewish. Oh, just like L.A., You might believe that L.A. is post-Christian, but I want to tell you today that L.A. is pre-revival. It's just waiting for the light of Jesus. It's just waiting for the light of Christ. 
In Matthew chapter 4, verse 16, the Bible says, The people who sat in darkness, speaking of Jesus and his ministry, have seen a great light, because the light had been born. And upon those who sat in the region in shadow of death, light has dawned. The people who sat in darkness have seen a great light. He came to show them the way out of darkness. That means in order to show them out, he had to go in the darkness to show them the way out of darkness. Didn't he meet you where you were at? You're looking at everybody up here and they're worshiping Jesus. And I'm looking out there at some of you. You see, I know where some of them were at. I know their story. And when I see them up here worshiping God, I'm thankful to Jesus that he went into their darkness and showed them the way out through his light. How many of you are thankful that Jesus Christ entered into your darkness and pulled you out into marvelous light? So church, we've got to be careful. If he went into the darkness to show them a way out, we have to trust he will always meet us where we're at. But he's always meeting us where we're at to take us to where he wants us to be. And as the body of Christ, we've got to be like Jesus and look at the darkness that surrounds us and not be us and them, but be willing to be bold enough to go into that darkness like your family tomorrow and be able to share the love of Jesus to someone who doesn't know him. Do you realize... The amount of family members that all of you represent in this room of unsaved people that are going to come to your house to eat honey-baked ham tomorrow. (laughs) And all you have to do is corner them just for a couple of minutes to plant a seed of the gospel. You can walk right into their darkness. Now I know, I know you can't talk about religion and politics when family comes together. Let me say... Stay away from politics, but not talking about religion is the devil's lie to keep you from sharing the gospel. Church, walk into that darkness and speak the light. And in Mark chapter 4, verse 16, I need you to see something that's so clear. Look what he says here. The people who sat in darkness have seen a great light. And upon those who sat in the region and shadow of death, light has dawned. Do you know that the enemy has a goal to kill our dreams, steal our joy, and destroy our lives? That's our future if we remain in darkness. You can't escape it because the Bible is not wrong. I used to tell my kids all the time, bad company corrupts good morals. Trust me, hang out with someone that's not living a righteous life, you'll find yourself going that direction because you can't, the Bible, you cannot prove it wrong. But Christ... Christ came to give us life. And those who sit in the region and shadow of death, he wants to take them away from darkness and death and bring them to light. But I love the way the Bible communicates. You see, the way the Bible communicates of life without God, the Bible calls it the shadow of death. Imagine living in the shadow of death your whole life. All you're doing is waiting for death. It's like being a zombie. 
you're just walking around. You got no point. You got no purpose. You got no goal. You got no vision. You're just meandering around, just waiting for death to come. What kind of life is that? I mean, if you were here this morning, did you see the party that Christians were having? Oh, the just shall live by faith. We know what life is all about, and we don't need anything to help us enjoy life. Listen, church, you can have everything but feel empty. You could have gone everywhere but feel like you've gone nowhere. And maybe for just a moment, we need to take a look at the world as a zombie land. People just walking around like this. And they are in Gucci. (laughs) They've got a Rolex on. They are driving Lamborghini. I mean, you see them going down the highway in their Harley Davidson. You think they are just the coolest thing. They're really just in the shadow of death. (laughs) And maybe that might give us a little bit of compassion instead of looking at them as us and them. You see, God has a new life because Jesus Christ came as a baby, as the God-man. God offers a new life for us, for anyone who lives in the zombie land. The Bible says in 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 17, Therefore, if anyone's in Christ, he's a new creation. Old things, the zombie life has passed away. Behold, all things have become new. Church, the light of God exposes our darkness so that we can grow into the newness of life. You see, Matthew reminds us that light has dawned. When Jesus was born, light has dawned. And let me tell you what's so amazing about the dawning light. It's peaceful as it rises from the horizon. We don't have curtains in our, upper, uh, our bedroom upstairs because I like for the sun to wake me up. But the sun doesn't wake me up and go, ah, like this. No, that's not what the sun does. The sun goes, it's time to wake up. And then it gets a little bit brighter. It's time to wake up. And then it gets a little bit brighter. It's time to wake up. And then it comes up over the mountains If you don't get up, I'm going to shine on you. A light has dawned. Keep that in mind. It gently wakens you as light gets brighter and brighter. It's in this fashion the light of God shines in our life. Church, do you know it's the kindness of God that leads us to repentance? Did you hear that? It's the kindness of God. He didn't scream at us. Time to get up! No. We wouldn't have listened. He just gently dawned in our life. First, a friend gave us, planted a seed of the gospel. Then someone else, we had no idea who they were. They they paid for our Chick-fil-A and said, God bless you. Then we were in the mall and we knocked into someone and they handed us an invitation to Calvary Chapel South Bay to come to the Christmas Eve service. 
And all the while, the light is dawning in this person's life because Christians are using the kindness of God to woo people to repentance. He doesn't put the spotlight on people. He puts a dawning light on people. And the church should do the same. And the first thing we need to do when we come and see the dawning light of Jesus, would you look (coughs) at Matthew chapter 4, verse 17. From that time, Jesus began to preach and to say, Repent, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. What keeps your light from shining? I ran into someone today and they said, hey, it's my first time back in a little while. I said, I know. I haven't seen you a bit. You noticed? He sees you when you're sleeping. I said, welcome home. You're not upset? No, I'm not upset. When the prodigal came home, the father went running towards the father and gave him a hug. He didn't yell at him. He welcomed him home. Welcome home. She started to cry. She started to weep. And I hugged her. She goes, I am home. Church, leading people to repentance is not being the moral police. It's being a moral agent as a light in our world. It's walking into a world like Jesus, filled with darkness, with the ambition to rescue everyone that you can and ride them into the kingdom of light. You see, Though he comes as a dawning light, the Bible explains he's taking us to his great light, molding and shaping us to become more and more like him. If you look back on your year, have you become more like Jesus? And the best way for you to know is if you become more like Jesus is not your knowledge. Well, I know John 3.16, for God so loved the world that he gave his only son that he was ever believed in him. And you speak it in tongues and we don't even know what you're saying. Well, I know Ephesians 2, 2, 8, 9. For my grace, you have been saved. And you just go on and on with memory. No, 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 no. The greatest way for you to know that you actually know Jesus more is by the love that you have for God and the love that you have for people. So take a look for just a moment at your own life. Because church, I need you to see what Matthew calls us to in the very next verse. Because the light has come and set the example for us. Look at verse 18. And Jesus, walking by the Sea of Galilee, he saw two brothers, Simon called Peter and Andrew his brother, casting a net into the sea, for they were fishermen. Then he said to them, follow me, and I will make you fishers of men. Verse 20 is interesting. They immediately left their nets and followed him. What's your decision? Because in the midst of this great darkness we called L.A., he calls disciples to let their light shine. He says, follow me, follow my example. 
Church, he's calling us to do the same. It's Matthew chapter 5, verse 16. He speaks this to us. He says, I'm the light of the world. And then he tells us, let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father in heaven. God is glorified by our good work of leading people to Christ. Do you know my mission field? It's not Africa. My mission field is it's not Saudi Arabia. My mission field is the San Pedro gym. And I go there every morning and I listen to a sermon. And I see the same people there every single day. And I've been praying for each and every one of them. And five of them came to church today. I'm not boasting in me. I am boasting in the Lord that I've surrendered to Jesus who said, follow me. And are you willing to do the same? Are you willing to take a look at your neighborhood just a little bit different? Go into the darkness of your world and shine as a light. This is the message of Christmas. The message of Christmas is the light of the world has come. So let your light so shine. We can't just celebrate Jesus in December and forget about him in January. Our world needs the light of the gospel in these dark days. We can't shy back. We can't quit. He set the example for us to follow in our homes, in our work, in our school, and in our communities. Now listen, I'm not saying this is going to be easy. I'm not saying that letting your light so shine is easy. But I am saying the darker it is, the brighter the light will shine. It takes courage to be a light. It takes courage in the midst of so much darkness. Just ask this candle. This room is filled with darkness. But every single one of you can see this one little light. That's the beauty of light. The darker it is, the brighter it shines. That's the beauty of light. It looks as darkness, and it's got courage to shine. And what Jesus is calling us to is to let our light so shine before men that they will see your good works and glorify your Father in heaven. The amazing thing about light is that it was only 12 guys that believed in the power of the resurrection. 
And they went out into the world taking on the direction of Jesus to let their light so shine. They made the decision. 500 people that saw the resurrection, men and women, they made the decision that they were going to do what Jesus asked them to do. Pastor Dennis and his wife Sue, Pastor Zach and his wife Audrey, they received light. They didn't keep it to themselves, no, or hide it under a bush. They chose to let the light of the gospel shine in their lives. The beauty of light is that it can shine. And when Jesus Christ came to the world, he didn't look at darkness and run from it. He said, let there be light. As we sing this song, would you reflect on your own light? As we remember the light of Jesus, let's remember that we are also to so shine. Thanks for listening, and we hope you were encouraged by today's message. If you have any questions or just want to check us out, make sure to visit us at ccsouthbay.org. God bless you guys, and we'll see you next week.